This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, sponsored by Soundring. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Jabberjaw Media is a podcast network helping independent and like-minded shows grow to their potential. For more shows like this one, go to JabberjawMedia.com. The Jabberjaw Network is sponsored by Soundrink, an experience company. Please visit Soundrink for more information. Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine Wah. friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How the hell are you doing? I'm Chuck. I'm Godless. And this is your weekly examination of all things metal, the Metal Sucks Podcast. Oh, yeah. oh, brought to you this week by Creative Live. Oh, you want to learn how to record music? I know you do. Check out our friends at Creative Live. Uh, they've got classes on engineering, mixing, mastering, all taught by artists that you know and love and want to spend time with, like Periphery, Converge, Dillinger, Escape Land, Between the Bear to Me. Uh, all of it, creativelive.com slash audio to learn more, watch some free previews, and that show, uh, the one that's coming up to fix it in the mix is happening November 24th with Kurt Ballou, and uh, I know you guys get a lot of uh, cassette four tracks that you've been recording with your band in the garage. <laughs> He can fix that shit for you. But better yet, he can show you how you can fix it yourself. Well, that's true. That's true. It's going to be, isn't it like an all-day class or something like that? Yeah, yeah, all day. And it's free. Oh, that's 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 stupid. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's like, (laughs) just something like that will get you addicted to creative lives. So you need to check that stuff out, dude. And while you're out there about on the internet, make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast on iTunes and all that stuff. Search Metal Sucks Podcast, you'll find it. And find us on social media. You'll find me at Bearded Ape on Twitter. Do follow Chuck at Bearded Ape on Twitter. And follow me at Godless Speaks on Twitter. Godless Speaks on Facebook. I'm Godless Speaks on, like, freaking Spotify, like, a <laughs> yeah, whole bunch everywhere. of other places. So, like, just find us. Find us. You can even find us at ChuckAndGodless.com. Yeah, that would be our Patreon over there at uh, Patreon.com slash ChuckAndGodless. If you want to support us, feel free to chip in. We would appreciate it. Thanks to all of our early adopters to the Patreon. We've uh, offered up some cool content, some old school stuff. The podcast before the podcast, the podcast we used to do, uh, before we did the Metal Sucks podcast, that is, we've been handing those things out to our special subscribers, which is kind of cool. Plus, uh, you've got an Chuck, extra podcast been, going, too. We've been doing this for years, and we're going to do this for years to come. So That's right. It's, 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 it's rock and roll here. So, yeah, make sure that you check us out on the Patreon, as well as I even have a, I even have a radio show, At No Control Radio. You need to check that out, too, yes. and NoControlRadio.com as well. So if you like music, if you like straight music, you can check that out as well. Music in this show, where you're going to get something from Hegemon. We had to, we, we, we had, we had, I had to look it up because I was like, I don't know exactly how to pronounce, uh, pronounce the name of this band. I know what Hege, damn it, now I screwed it up. Hegemony is, I think that's how that is, but yeah. this is Hegemon is the name of the band. They're a band out of France. Uh, and I think that's, you guys know exactly why. 
Uh, I wanted to pick this out also because it's it's really, really, really freaking good. Uh, and also something from uh, Vegas Nerve, the new project from Doc Coyle, who we are going to talk to at length <laughs> in the end of this episode. Because Doc, you know, is, of course, an old friend of the show. And uh, yeah, can I, you know, can I give a quick background on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Like, so when we first started here on Metal Sucks, there uh, one of the first things that like happened, like in episode like three or something like that, was uh, that uh, a Doc had left. God forbid, and God forbid, uh, folded up short. You know, a day later. Yeah. And so, you know, I had basically made some remarks on the on the show, and you and I talked about the details for quite a while, and then uh, a, a week or so later, Doc was on the uh, internet talking about how he was listening to the Metal Sucks <laughs> podcast with chuck and godless and and it was interesting hearing our opinions and he's you know and so i was like wow check that out man people are listening to us he, even, really he cool. even brought it up in this interview actually but, but like, remember the the idea yeah. that because it was the idea that he should have kept the name god forbid and he could have just carried on without anybody else uh you know it's like ah, oh, who cares you just hire people and keep the name god forbid going you know uh, and, uh, yeah, we even talk about it in this episode or in the interview with him that we did because we actually did kind of an interview with him. We haven't really, really done that on the show. We've done the reject the sickness where we talk about a topic, but you know, we wanted to get a little more in depth with, uh, with our good friend doc. And, uh, also at the same time, sort of reject our sickness because his new <laughs> band kind of applies to something that he wrote about post metal. And I, it, it kind of fits. It dovetails. We, I, I'm not actually even going to put the intro to rejecting the sickness in it because we just kind of fade into it somewhere in there. It, it all fits. I don't know. Don't ask me how. It, it just sort of does. <laughs> but the big but news, it, it, being, I was going to say, just like talking to Doc in many ways, it's sort of like it brings it all sort of full circle in many ways. I know, ways. right? So I, I was really excited with the way that uh, that he was willing to, to spare the time with us uh, to, you know, to really go in depth with, you know, just what's been going on in his life and wh- how his life has been evolving and changing post, God forbid. And that was, to me, really interesting. And what it's like to 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 kind of be at the top of the game and then fold back and like have to regroup again and do something that is, uh, that is, I don't want to call it a pet project because it's not, it's kind of more than that. Like the Vegas nerve thing is, is I think a little bit more than that. And, and we talk about all that stuff. So it's really, really awesome to get to talk to our friend doc uh, in this episode. So we'll be talking to him a little bit later, but we wanted to talk a little bit about this news that happened uh, of course in France at oh, this terrible thing with the Eagles of death metal. Uh, it was, oh, it was very weird. Cause I always, I always uh, like I, I bed down on Fridays in the, in mid days. And like, I, I, I didn't get the news like right away. So I take a nap <laughs> before I have to come in and do my show. Cause I'm an old man and naps are awesome. Uh, but I woke up and the wife was like, Oh, this happened at some death metal concert. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? A death metal concert. It was like yeah, they, a thousand people showed up to a death metal concert. Uh, yeah, it was really? like, like a hundred people got got gunned down at a death metal show. I'm like, there, there's not a hundred people that would listen to death metal in France. I don't think, but, um, <laughs> but no, it was the Eagles of death metal. Hegemon, uh, yeah, <laughs> hegemon. Uh, but no, there's uh, it was the Eagles of death metal show in France uh, that was uh, you know over a hundred people. I don't think we actually have a final victim count on exactly how many people uh, were shot up in, during that show. And that's just unbelievably terrible. Uh, if you own think. a, yeah, if you own a, a 
theater or nightclub. This is this is the thing. Don't sell tickets to terrorists. That's just that's my advice. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Too soon. No jokes. Uh, I, I know, I know, but it's know, not a, a terrible joke. It's not a tasteless joke. I know, I've got uh, plenty of those in my head. I'm holding back. Oh, on I know, those. I know. There, I mean, it's a, a little levity never hurts, right? I mean, it's kind of hard. Not you gotta you gotta something but i don't know this is just it's terrible man i mean it's, uh, it's such a terrible day and it's so it's so strange to think that something like that could occur at a show or would occur at a show uh, you know i think about all the times that i go to a show and i get frisked or i get go through a metal detector or they take my chain away because they're worried about that being uh knocked up somebody upside somebody's head in the pit or something you know and how something like a freak thing like this uh, could happen, you know, and it can happen anywhere, you know, because if it we're all sort of, I don't know, I don't want to say that we're just, we ignore it, but you just don't ever think about something like that, you know? I mean, I I just would never think, I would never think. Whenever things like this happen, I, you know, uh, obviously my f- first reaction is, God, I feel so bad for the families and friends of the people, you know, who, who uh, are injured and killed as a result of this, but then thinking also of, of then about the sort of repercussions of it and yeah. you know after 9-11 i remember you know i was in manhattan and and i remember turning to uh uh, uh my wife and just saying everything changes today i don't yeah. know exactly what that means but everything changes and now every time i freaking try to get on an airplane i know just how much everything has changed you know well, every time well, i yeah. answer my phone i know that i'm being listened to i know how much it's changed but th- an attack like this worldwide especially in the u.s an attack like this i think is is going to have ramifications for concerts, ramifications for venues that are going to be felt for years, and I, I can't imagine are going to positively impact this industry. Yeah, I mean, it's one, it's it's something that you know it, it hits an industry that is already struggling anyway to get you know asses and seats yeah. and people to shows and uh, to try to keep that going. So you start to cut. You know, one of the comments uh, you know when I had posted something on Facebook. Uh, one of my friends, I don't even go to movies anymore because I'm afraid of blah, 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 blah. It's like, you know, yeah. that's sort of that. And that's the worst case scenario. And I, and I, and I don't even think about like, um, you know, what the consequences are first, what that venue, you know, what, what the venue consequences are, what the industry consequences are. I think about what it does to the psychology of the people. Right. And, you know, yeah. you start to think about that in terms of every time you go, you're kind of looking over your shoulder. You know, and you're thinking about it in a different way. You know, think about it like right after 9-11, every time you heard an airplane flying through the sky, you, you're like, oh, shit. You know, you're done. You know, you're ducking and worry and you worry about things. And I think that's, you know, that's the initial reaction that we're that we're having right now. But I got a feeling that this got to be something that's going to be stuck in people's head and it could make the European it could make that make touring Europe start to struggle a little bit, you know, and not have as, oh, the kind of crowds that they used to have. I mean, at least at least like, in France, but I mean, it could be everywhere. I think it was like Wednesday or Tuesday last week. Eagles of Death Metal played here in Dublin, and on my lunch break, I passed by the theater where their plan sold out, and you know they're loading in, you know, and it's 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 amazing to me that that like man, I walked by the the singer or whatnot, you know, and and I didn't think two things about it. It's just like oh, all right, was it just you know two or three days later? 
this awful, awful tragedy happens. It's 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 unbelievable. And and uh, you know, does that change anything for you know bands like Clutch that are about to start their European tour? Like I know they're playing Paris. Yeah, same thing to, with Lamb you know? of God. You know, they were talking about how yeah. they're about to about to travel through to Europe through France, and they have to figure out a you know reroute and all that stuff. Randy's Randy's uh, comment on Instagram was probably by far the the best the best response course. i mean the guy the guy just fucking brilliant just because he's you know and he's also taking the you know totally taking the high road on it and you know is is all about sort of you know don't blame anybody but the people who committed the crime kind of thing you know that that sort of thing like sort of like what he did with his with the attack in dublin uh, when he got knocked over the head by a couple of teenagers, right? You know, it's, no, although he decided to blame the parents rather than the ones who attacked him. But yeah, 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 I get you. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's a, and I don't know. It's um, it uh, there's so many things that I don't think we're gonna we're gonna see the repercussions from you know for a long time. And I and I think it's a it's different when we're here in the states and we we've seen it we see it through the nine eleven glasses, right? You know, we see what happened here after nine eleven. And those things that you were talking about, you know, using your phone and knowing that you got the NSA listening to you at any given moment, you know, it's um, things are about to change, you know, and it's it's going to get really it's going to get really dicey. That new world order thing is coming along and coming along well. Yeah. You know, religion sucks, man. (laughs) It just sucks. (laughs) Well, you know, and there is nothing else that will, will, will convince you that strapping a bomb to your chest and setting it off is a good idea. There is nothing else, nothing but religion. And, and you got the, the irony of pray for the victims. Uh, (laughs) you know, uh, it's like, Oh, you know, no, I don't know. I don't know, man. And I get the sentiment. I totally get the sentiment, you know, and it's just such a, such a strange thing. And I just really think it's going to be, this is going to be very, uh, I don't know. I got a feeling this is going to be bad for the music industry and bad for music in general, you know, and that could have been, uh, and that could have been any, any band, you know, any band. Uh, that was uh, that was on that stage, you know. It did the, the fact that it was Eagles of Death Metal doesn't make it doesn't make Heidner hair. You know what I'm saying? It could have been anybody. It's just, I've been saying for a long time that you and I should go on tour, but eh, maybe we put this off for a little while. I, th- I, th- I think the virtual <laughs> tour is going to be fine. I'm totally fine with yeah. sitting sitting in a room and uh, and doing it. And it's, somebody else posted that too. It's like, well, maybe it's time for us to watch uh, watch these live shows from home. I'm like, ah, oh, but I. Oh, damn it. That so defeats the purpose of this. All of this, man. Yeah. Uh, so. And it's giving in. Yeah. yeah exa- obviously, yeah. it's giving in. Yeah, I know. It's let, you know, the, who, who who did more for terrorism than anybody else in the last 20 years? The Bush administration did. Mm. So, you know, by letting this attack affect the way you live, that's you just being a, 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 a vessel for the wishes and desires of the people who uh, perpetrated this attack. But at the same time, though, you know, that was one of the worst things that I thought sort of came out of that in the United States was was the idea that, hey, by the way, just keep living your life like nothing's changed and everything will be OK. You know, it's like, well, wait a minute. Maybe we need to stop and think about some of this shit a, a little bit and not just keep keep on keeping on you know keep go buy go shopping don't do that you know i mean i think i think that we need to digest these things and really start to think about how it relates in our lives 
and what it relates to. And I think part of that discussion has got to be, you know, like you said, religion. Part of that's got to it's got to be part of that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I, th- I think that, you know, we can't just move on. You got to you got to digest it. And I, I think that was a mistake that we made where the big push was just keep keep moving forward. And sometimes we need to stop and look around, you know, and and sort of pay attention to what's going on, you know. And, you know, this could have happened. This could have happened months ago with the with the gunman on the train that the that the the U.S. Uh, uh, military guys stopped on the train. Remember that? Yeah. You know, the, yep. this, this could have started there. You know, and I mean, this is one of those things that, you know, you got to you got to change kind of the way that you that you operate and the way that you look at things. And, you know, it's 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 just sad. And I feel bad for all the victims and all their families, man. So hearts go out to it and it sucks. Totally. <laughs> totally. And if you're sitting at home and don't want to go to a show instead of, you know, spending the five or ten bucks the show why don't you give it to the vegas nerve kickstarter campaign <laughs> there you go there you go i, I like what you, you can't get your ass to a record store get, you know, get it online all right cool well let's 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 do a song from hedgemon we'll do the we'll do the vegas nerve and then we'll talk to doc here at the end of the show how about that uh so let's Sounds do great. let's do one from uh, the new hegemon album uh they're a french band from uh, montpellier I, I don't know how to do it i'm so terrible with like i can't i'm i'm bad montpellier is that what it is I don't know. I don't know. M O N T P E L L I E R. Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, cool. All right, yeah, nice. yeah. So we're going to do one off of their new album called The Hierarch. This one is called uh, Interpreting Signs for War on the Metal Sucks podcast. Oh.
brand new music from our friend Doc Coyle and his new group called Vegas Nerve. Song called Do You Know Who I Am on the Metal Sucks podcast. Great uh, song. Yeah. I really, really dig it. It's not like heavy metal, but uh, <laughs> but but it's it's sort of post-metal. Is that what we call it nowadays? Something like that. that and see, that's the sort of thing I find myself listening to more and more at the moment. It's just, and maybe it's just a phase, but it's like, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm putting on the, the good tiger and, 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 you know, this song Haunted by Vegas Shores Nerve and stuff like that. Yeah. Yet, and the new Baroness a lot mm-hmm. more than I'm putting on, like, say, Hegemon. <laughs> oh come on i love the hegemon that's actually a really great i album. do too i do i really really do dig that track i'm just saying that uh it's you know it's just i don't yeah. know where my head's at yeah, at yeah moment, you know? no, I, I hear you man but it was weird it was weird when we were co- uh, coming into this because we were, we were like okay we talk to doc all the time right we have him reject our sickness about whatever uh about his vh1 posts about this or that and we didn't know <laughs> we're like wait okay we haven't interviewed doc really like interviewed doc before uh, but at yeah. the same time, though, we kind of know all this stuff about Doc. How does how's that going to work? But now we know a hell of a lot more about Doc. So, Doc, whatever you do, don't clam up on us. You know, you know how this works. When we get going on an interview, we start asking about like which hand you jerk off with and all that stuff. Listen, I'm I'm painfully unambidextrous. <laughs> so, right, right hand only. That's right, man. Left and some people, oh, the stranger. Fuck all that, man. I you know I I know me. I had to learn the left so I could keep clicking the mouse. Oh. (laughs) 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 Gotta get an iPad, man. You know, here's the thing. I'm not even a big porn guy. It's just, main thing is I I just want to get the the stuff over with. And it's just quicker if I use porn. Yeah, exactly. It's just if I sit there and think about shit, I'll be sitting there for a half hour. You know what I'm saying? Fucking trying to. You know, conjure up. You know, it's like I, I got time for that shit, man. Efficiency. Exactly. <laughs> are, you, are you able to do it with your imagination alone? Yeah, especially if I'm, you know, if I'm in boning recently. You know what I'm saying? Mm, okay. I so yeah, so you got so you got to get something quick in the file that you can look back or, at. Yeah. Or I got some, you know, prospects, you know, on deck. Yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. but, you know, if I don't, you know, but if it's been, if it's a slow period, you know, you kind of you just got to do what you got to do to get through. You know what I'm saying? It's hard out, hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> I don't think I could do it on imagination alone. Not, not anymore. No I way. can't. Not anymore. Well, you've been married, no. right, for like thirty-seven years or something. Yeah, both of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, well, sure, yeah, listen. But... I don't. I don't know. I don't know the that world. You know what I'm saying. I don't know the married world. You know. Are you in a dry spell now, or is everything? Uh, uh, Doc doesn't have dry spells. I am in a dry spell. I am in a. You are. But par- par- part of it is because I'm so busy right now with yeah. this Kickstarter that I literally just don't have time. Like, I'm matching on Tinder some hot chicks. I don't have time to message them, man. I got time for that shit. And <laughs> <laughs> co- right I moved. But I have like a, I live in a pretty dope place now. So, like, when, if I do bring a girl over, it's going to be like, they're like, oh, oh, I didn't know it was like this. I'm like, it is like this. <laughs> Come nice. on. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've talked about some of that, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Kickstarter? Uh, Chuck, you hit record ages ago, right? Oh, I did totally. Yeah, we did. oh, we, we, we okay, started. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't realize, man. I was just talking. You know, we got our our, our jerk off fucking regiments down on on, on tape. That's how we're gonna lay it down. I mean, this we could the, uh, section called the jerk off regiment. Dot coil. <laughs> we could get all formal with you, but I mean, come on, you know. Actually, did you guys ever see a piece I wrote called I Forgot How to Get Laid? I don't think I saw that one. Oh, no. This was like no. from my own website, like in 2013. And it was like about, like, it was like this dry spell I had 
um, a couple years ago, and I and I and I wrote about it, and actually it got got a pretty big reaction. But then I wrote a sequel to it, like maybe a month ago, but I didn't put it out because I was like, this shit might be a little too. <laughs> I might be I might be too self deprecating. <laughs> people might look at me different. Than like, I can like, just put this away. Maybe maybe I'll put it out under a different name. <laughs> so that, that, you wait till you, you wait till you get married to put that out, and you go, okay, here you go. Now I can they got nothing to lose. Boom. Yeah, but I I, th- I just think that I think the most interesting things to write are the most kind of like where you're talking about all your frailties and all you know, just being the yeah. most honest. And um, yeah, but- you know. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to make you look good, you know, or no. whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, that's- it's especially interesting to the woman you love, <laughs> which is oh. not necessarily what you want. Oh, no, 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 no. To, that, listen, once you're involved, you have to, you know, you got to keep up that, you know, that facade. Like, are you, like, you're, like, your shit's together, you know, like, you're not crazy. No, you don't. No, you don't. Well, well, once you're together, man, you can let all you can let the crazy shit hang wherever you want. It doesn't matter, man. You, it's laying over the end of the bed. It's kind of hanging off. It's everywhere, man. Because just if you try, everybody's holding crazy in to try to get somebody in there because we're all fucking nuts, right? And as soon as you get somebody trapped, it's it's over. You got to let it loose, you know. And, and then they decide whether or not they want to. They can handle it and stick around. Well, that's it. I don't know. You know what I'm saying I got mm-hmm. I got I got no idea. I haven't even been like in a long relationship in like years and years and years. I'm, I I got problems. You don't want to talk to me about this. You know <laughs> I, I need I need to go on Doctor Phil. <laughs> Just sort it out. Is, is it you or is it them? I mean, there's like that. There's that really great. Uh, um, uh, what do you call it? demotivational poster? Where it's basically when when you think back to all your bad relationships and re- realize that the one common factor in all of them was you. I mean, yeah. is that sort of like your thing? Like, where oh, I can't. It's never been more me than them. I would say so. Yeah, and that's that's kind of like, and I'm I'm, I'm a very uh, I'm the type of person I don't like to inflict harm. I'm kind of like a live and let live type of person. So I feel like if I'm not in the best space. In whatever way, whether that's financially, whether that's emotionally, I don't want to bring anyone into my yeah. shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? No, um, makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, but the problem, but that, that can also that can be isolating. Exactly. Well. And, and you can you can you can be so cautious about um, or wanting you know it's like waiting for the perfect time. Oh, I need to wait for the, I'm in the perfect, but there is no perfect time. You know where everything where all the stars align and everything's going right. So so it's about kind of being you know open. But I also like both my parents are like not involved in anyone haven't really been involved in one for years. And it's like and it makes you think oh you know that because here's what people say they'll say you know what there's someone for everyone or you know what things will work out. No they won't. You know what I'm saying some motherfuckers <laughs> just be walking down the street get hit by stray bullets and shit. They get struck by lightning. Things don't always work out. And there's not someone for everyone. Some people find someone. Some motherfuckers die alone, <laughs> you know. All the all the options are on are on deck. If um, <laughs> if you know, just that anything can happen. So it's something I have to. It is it is a focus I'll be looking forward to tackling soon. As a short, ugly dude, if I like were you and I was a talented musician, good looking, the whole thing. I'd be waking up every morning going, I need to lock something down before I become physically dif- disfigured in an accident, you know, like, yeah. like I, I'd, I'd be so much like, like, but if you, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you're like, no, tomorrow I'm going to look just as good as I look today. You're good to go. I don't know. I'm very like, uh, a, I'm very picky 
and I'm also like kind of very self-critical. I'm like, oh, gotta gotta, gotta work on those abs. You know, gotta work. I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm very much. Um, You're a perfectionist. Yeah, I guess I guess you could say I'm a, I'm a perfectionist, but also I think I I have when it comes to that side of things, um, I can be very. Uh, yeah, I can be self-critical, and I can be. So, sometimes I think my confidence kind of it comes in waves. Do you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I'm riding high. Sometimes I'm like, what, what's wrong with me? You know. Plus, I yo, I've had a I've had a, a a stretch run lately that's been pretty pretty crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like getting rejected in different kind of ways. <laughs> You know, and get a serious like, damn, I'm on a, I'm on a rough stretch, you know. So, <laughs> or you're like seeing someone, and then they just like, you know, then they just show up at like some place with a new dude and don't even like acknowledge it. Like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, okay, that's. But I don't take shit like that personally. Like, I don't. But mm. I was just, ah, you you could just like texted me, like, yo, I'm, I'm I got a new dude, and we're not gonna be fucking anymore. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's a uh, like, I really don't. Care like I don't want to. I don't want to hang on anyone that wasn't hang out with me. Just give me a heads up. But that, but that's at the same time though. If if you have trouble making that commitment, then uh, then why are they going to hang around and do the same thing too? Right? You no, know I mean, that, I, yeah. No, I think I'm in a different different place now. Yeah, yeah. That, that I was, you know. But um, is this the podcast? What's going on? Yeah, this What's is the, the, this is the this podcast, is man. This is how we interview people. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, but okay. Doc, but Doc, when you say you're in a different place, I mean you are physically in a totally different place. You're on a different coast. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, LA, right. We, Most of the time, LA's tough, man. Because you know what it is. I think like the options for both men and women are so crazy here, in that like they are le- legitimately millionaire dudes who like are successful and have like a six pack and look like models and like, <laughs> like Mercedes, like, cause you'll be like talking to some chick and you're like, Oh man, maybe I think I could date her. And the next time you see her, she's with some dude that like owns coffee. <laughs> you know, like, all, like all, he owns a patent of coffee or some shit. It's like, yo, that, it's like that dude literally owns New Zealand. You know, and he's you know, he's better looking than Brad Pitt. Yeah, he ain't gonna compete with that, right? It's like no, <laughs> Yo, that nope. shit, and, yeah, it's like, and he's also he's like a virtual, so like violinist, you know, and he yeah, writes poetry, yeah. and you know, and, and you're he, like, I'm in a rock band, it's a, man. It's um, yeah, it's a beautiful, thing. yeah. So it's you know, and you'll 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 see that, and then I think the same thing with with guys. You know, you see a lot of guys who can't commit because there's always another hot girl like right around right around the corner. So it's been this situation here has been um interesting for me as far as the, the whole the whole dating world i have not cracked this particular nut but i have to say things are are moving forward for, for me you know and i think uh i think i'm going to be making some progress this next year that's uh so i'll be working on guys i'm going to figure this out <laughs> well that, see good. and the move sort of coincided with you know the d- dissolution of god forbid so it's like i imagine that it would be really difficult for you to discern the difference between uh, dating, uh, you know, and relationships while in that band versus after being in that band because it's a total environment. You went to a different fishbowl. Well, it's, it's that, but I think there's also there's something about being in like a a really good band that's you know you do you're doing big tours and you're doing this activity like you literally feel like Superman when you're doing that. You know, um, so you like when you if I if I meet a girl when I'm on tour and I'm kicking ass, like it's like a different 
mode. You know, maybe it's a little bit of that id, or maybe it's just like it's the you know the most accomplished and confident version of your of yourself or myself. You know, so so there's something that that takes that with like even if you you go out to a club after the show, you're just you have this glow. <laughs> you know that people yeah. can just they get a they get a vibe for it, and then when you uh, well, it's like you just had sex, that. you know. I mean, it's like the you just you just did, bam! You just showed off like in the in the biggest way you possibly could, and of course it's just gonna it's gonna you're gonna smell like it, you're gonna look like it, you're gonna it's all part of it, right? Well, it's like yeah, but I think it's it's like that for everything in a lot of ways. Like like I say I say in the, in the club, like I've worked in every venue. Like I've been the security guard at the at the front of the door. Yeah, I've been the bartender, bartender yeah. behind the bar, and I've been the guy on stage. You know. And you see, I'm the same guy in all positions, but people treat you differently, you know? Even being a bartender, like, I met, like, literally like every girl I dated for, like, four or five years I met at the bar, at the, at the bar I worked at, you know? Um, and, it's that, and it's that same thing. You have, a little, you have a little bit of a head up because everyone has to talk to you. Yeah. You have something everyone wants. And, you know, you can be, you know, you can mix it up. You can be social, you know? So... You know, it's yeah, it's this plus I'm getting older, man, guys. I'm thirty five, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying the milk's gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> so has there been any change from like just I maybe this isn't just dating, but just sort of life in general, when you go from having a team, a clan, you know, a group of guys that are yours and you know, when you conquer a city, you do it together to now you know until vegas nerve you really have been a solo and i mean that's got to be a total different mind fuck well it's been almost like a um you know it's like peeling an onion you know where for most of my adulthood i was part of this unit like we were really a tight tight family unit you know same same five guys for almost 12 years, you know, and four out of five for 13, you know, 13 years almost, you know? So that's pretty rare to begin with. You know, we all like, we lived, you know, when we first got together, we all lived within like a couple mile radius. And it was my brother who I was closer to than anyone, you know, and I didn't, you know, just to me, it was that that's what it was. And that's what it was going to be. And it's like, it's been a slow process of kind of like peeling back those layers where all of a sudden you're in a team or you're in a family unit and all of a sudden, you know, you're 32, 33 years old, and you're trying to figure out who you are, you know, on your own without uh, some unit to define you or not, there's nothing really to hang your hat on, you know. And that, that process, uh, venturing into different social groups, going, you know, because, you know, I'm from New Jersey, but then really from like 2010 on, I pretty much only hung out in, in New York, you know. And so I kind of like getting in that world, kind of like the New York rock scene and kind of meeting people there and, and figuring that out and then moving out to LA and, you know, and, and getting into this weirdness and where there's, you know, I was like, you have some friends, but you're like, if I fucking died, like probably, I don't think any of these people would even give a shit. Like, <laughs> you know, they'd, they'd be sad. They'd be like, they'd be like a Facebook, oh, RIP doc. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, that, that's all you get. And then, I you bet know, you'd then, get a handful of comments on the post on Metal Sucks if that happened. Probably, yeah. probably. I, I mean, yeah. at least, you, yeah, at least you get that, right? Hashtag Van Flip. Fucking <laughs> 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 no, he was better. 
it was better on determination. <laughs> so actually, that would be amazing. Like, if I died and fucking land road comments. Like, I, I may have to put something in my will that they make like a poster of that and, and put that at the uh, funeral. Oh shit! You know? Like, they, yeah, they'd have to. They'd have to have like the big screen up and like flash yeah. all the comments from everything. Go, that'd be awesome. Hopefully it'd be, it'd be, it'd be some good ones. But no, and then you know, and then also after leaving God forbid, I've played. I went from literally playing in one band for my whole life to playing in countless band situations you know playing with different so many different people different styles and that's you know and kind of really growing as a as a musician and being you know kind of thinking yourself as an individual but then when it comes to vegas nerve you know when i put that together it was really about like i said when me and robbie the singer met up you know we had just you know before that we had just you know talked on the phone and whatever talked on you know did emails and stuff but like we played some music but we just hung out you know and just talked about life and whatever and like kind of the way we saw the world i I was thinking that's something you don't really get a chance to do when you're 16 and starting a band because you don't actually know who you are yet you know um and then you you develop with that band as a young person then you change and other people change and you realize 10 years later that you're different people maybe you have different values and maybe you have different interests even though you still might like being in a band together but then you put a band together in your early 30s or whatever and you realize oh i can choose like-minded people and not like-minded like we're all the same personality type but people who actually share common values you know and, and see the world in the same way and and really every single member of the band it was like that you could just tell there was no I don't know. There was, there was none of that, like, I gotta, like, that angling to, like, I need to get my song or I need to shine in this part. It was nothing. It was, it was none of that. Well, and that sounds know? like, that, I mean, that sounds like uh, you know, you're almost insulated from having to kind of grow up a little bit in God forbid, right? I mean, it, it, instead, like, personally, I'm not talking about, like, you know, musically or yeah. whatever, but, but like, you were insulated because those relationships never, never had to develop anymore because you guys were there together for so long and then when you get thrown in with a new crop of people it's like oh wait there are different people out here <laughs> and yeah. it, it's a whole different creative process right yeah i think listen you see that on the uh was that metallica some kind of monster when they talk yeah. about being you know in a state of suspended uh animation or suspended growth because you're just in this bubble where you're touring right album touring right album party whatever um and I think, in a lot of ways, I'll be honest, I think leaving God forbid, I kind of, I think everyone in the band in their personal lives is doing so much better <laughs> that you see, oh, like we were kind of maybe like trying to make this thing work was actually detrimental to yeah. our well-being in a lot of ways. You know, and, and, kind of, and that's the thing, you're like fighting the current. And sometimes you just got to go, go, go with the wave and, and, and see where it takes you. It's scary. And it's yeah. not like... Listen, like right when I left God forbid, like all this amazing shit happened to me. Like I, I started playing with On Earth, and then I got hired by the NBA, and then you know I decided to move to California, and then a bunch of bad shit happened to me. It's like I, I bought like the worst car of all time. It was the first six months in LA it was like the brokest I ever was. But then I started playing with some really cool bands, and I'm like playing with Rob Trujillo from Metallica, and then I'm fucking things are just kind of coming at me. But you know, and then you know all of a sudden the VH1 thing happens and. I'm making progress right it's just you just don't know it's not always linear like oh i'm gonna quit this band and then you know i and i i thought that there was a good chance maybe i would just get picked up by another band you know 
Um, and I got, and I've got approached by a few people, but it definitely wasn't. I haven't gotten that call where it's like, all right, this is exactly what I do. This is the situation I want to be in. So it's been more like I'm kind of on my own out here and, and, and figuring figuring things out. So it's it's just been interesting more than anything. I definitely don't don't regret it. You know, and I I think it's just it's what kind of everyone probably needed at the time. Have you stayed in touch with the guys and God forbid? Yeah, I stay in touch with everyone pretty regularly. Probably like Byron the least because you know he's you know me and him probably butted heads the most, and you know he's you know we were never exactly the, the call each other up and fucking. Uh, talk about the Knicks game kind of guys anyway but you know I you know I, I love him I love I love all the guys it definitely there's definitely no like I'm upset with anyone and I, I don't I don't think anyone's upset with me hopefully not but you know I definitely try and stay in touch with everyone and, and see how, how everyone's doing and you know I saw Corey when I was you know out visiting and you know Matt I've you know I've um I saw I visited him up in Seattle not that long ago and I think I saw I saw him at Nam last year so you know and i you know matt you know i just spoke to him like two days ago because you know we were talking about kickstarter stuff because go ship octavius did their kickstarter so i'm just trying to get some tips and some ideas and stuff so so yeah i try and stay in touch with everyone as much as possible that's the thing when you move though you leave like hundreds and hundreds of people that you were in closer touch so just staying in touch is kind of like you have to put forth a lot of effort you know yeah. or else because listen, life life moves on man motherfuckers ain't sitting around waiting for you well, shit, people walk into the bar and they see you back there, and that's how it goes. That's that's how they know you, right? And it's like, as soon as that's done, it's like, okay, who's the new bartender? All right, cool, what's up? <laughs> well, I don't even mean that. I just mean, like, your close friends. And yeah, family. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's, you know, the, I think nowadays, though, that's a little little easier than it used to be, right? You can at least Facebook and, you know. Oh, yeah. No, you can, but there's just, you know, you only have so much time. You only have so much, people so much bandwidth mm-hmm. to yeah. communicate. It's like, make, and then out here, it's like because your time is different. You know, if it's like, you know, nine o'clock out here and on the calls when it's midnight at home. And it's like, and I feel bad about hitting people up. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you have to like. You have to like plan these things, and like so there's a lot of people. You know, it's just, and I, I think it's it's just really important, especially with family, because like you know, my family, on like my mother's side, there was a, uh, you know, it was very like traditional. Like my grandparents were like the head of the household and had big family get-togethers, and it was very under this umbrella. And then when they died, everything kind of splintered. So you have to when you don't have the the key matriarchal or patriarchal centers of a family you have to take you realize oh this is on us to to stay in touch and organize family get-togethers and make sure you're you're seeing people because that's you know especially when you're spread out you know because you don't you don't have the the luxury of, of living next door to someone yeah, that's know? a whole different role i know exactly what you're talking about same thing happened to my family as soon as the grandparents were gone we all just scattered to the wind it's so hard to keep it together yeah, man, and that's listen. But you, but you, if you, if it's important to you, yeah. you know, because listen, a lot of people they don't have family, they don't have someone they can call, yeah. someone they could, you know. So in my family, we got together just to wait for our grandparents to die. That was- <laughs> <laughs> but well, see, see, I've like so I'm mixed. So I have like my black family and my white family. You know what I'm saying? My white family, you know, they're like you know Irish Catholic. You know, they, you know the church is like boring and cold. You know what I'm saying? Oh, dude, you oh, yeah. I know that. You know that shit? I, you know, I was like, this shit is corny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Then you go to black church. Yo, it's my grandma's funeral. You know what I'm saying? It was sad, but that was 
entertaining. Motherfuckers were singing and dancing, you know, telling stories. It was amazing. And there was food, there's chicken and cake. <laughs> well, you got to follow the Irish people out of the church into the bar afterwards, though. That's where the real funeral happens. Uh, because, uh, because, uh, oh, dude, uh, well, when my grandfather passed, he's an old Irish, he was an old Irish Catholic guy, and it was like, you know, stuffed shirt funeral, nobody talked to anybody, blah, 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 blah. As soon as, as soon as we said amen, we all hit the bar and just got hammered and told told stories all night long. That's that's where the real well, you gotta go. To, you gotta go to the pub after the funeral because that's the only place the commitments can get a gig nowadays. So. <laughs> nice, uh, nice old school reference to uh, 1985. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, almost everybody turns up. Well, dude, you said Thanks, earlier Mark. that like you you didn't think that most of the guys uh, like are mad at you, but. Has that been an evolution? I mean, you sort of, I mean, although you didn't break up the band, you're quitting autumn, you know, really set it all off. So you kind of forced the situation upon them to a certain degree. So is, have they evolved from any anger or do you think that there might be still some challenges there? No, I mean, uh, you know, like I said, I've, I've been in touch with people. I can't, re- I can't speak for everyone. We don't specifically talk. If I do talk to people, it's not like, how do you, how angry are you at me? <laughs> you know, not, they're not, we're not talking about, about that stuff. Cause you know, I think we all understand that the, the bond we have goes beyond just playing music. You know what I'm saying? Like we're going to be, like I said, someone just said this, like, listen, you're always going to be docked from God forbid until you like, you know, th- this band becomes like Foo Fighters or some shit. You're always going to be associated with that. Like, you know, it's just how it is when you do something for so long that it becomes part of your identity. I think you just wrote my Christmas card to all my friends and family this year. It's just going to say, how angry are you at me? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so how do you feel about the Vegas nerve stuff? I mean, like, it's got to feel good, right? I mean, it feels good. It'll be feel even better once like, the full uh, EP is out. So I feel like this song is a really good song, but it's actually pro- it probably doesn't. It's probably not the if I was if I had the choice of what to put out first, I wouldn't have put out the song. The only reason we did this song was because it was the most difficult song to mix and had the most elements. So we used that as the test mix track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when people hear the full EP, they'll have a better idea what the band is. I think this song, especially structurally, it's very it's very traditionally structured. It's kind of like you know, big chorus that happens three times and bridge and. But I think some of the the other stuff is a little bit more angular and kind of a little bit left of left of center than 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 this particular song. And it's really just scratching the surface, you know. But if I could do, like I said, if I could do any band, you know, or any style, I would be doing this this band. Awesome. Unfortunately, because of the distance, like I got three guys still in the Northeast, it's not really logical uh, um, to do it in a full-time capacity right now. Yeah. So everything everything with it is one step at a time. So it's like, let's get this, the, you know, the record done. All right, so that's that's done. Then once it's done, then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll send it some record labels, kind of see what people uh, think. But we're also not counting on that or, or really particularly invested in a label coming to, to the rescue or make the band into something like it's not really a priority, but we're open to hearing uh, some feedback or anyone that w- that would might be able to get involved with the band. If something like that happens and it's something significant, maybe that'll change 
the dynamic of how we do business and maybe some guys will move and we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of figure figure that out but it, it's very much one step at a time it's done you know i say it's done without expectations obviously we've launched a kickstarter so now we've created so yeah i was gonna say there's some specific. expectations right now that you gotta, you gotta yeah. finish it off yeah. exactly like it, you know we, we definitely put this we put ourselves in a position where where there has to be some kind of traction or a connection to it uh, on a tangible level because we need we definitely need money but outside of that little contradiction there <laughs> um the general philosophy is that 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 there's very little expectations on it we, we i just really want people to hear it and kind of for it to get out there and you know and, and it's just i you know I, I definitely kind of believe in the idea of building i you know, i like the idea of building a a body of work i'm thinking about it like in a way it's a, it's like art without responsibility right and you know if you're if you're in a band that's signed you got to go tour. You got to do this. You got to do that. And there's there's the the paint by numbers thing that you have to do to make sure that you recoup the costs that are all part of it. I mean, obviously the Kickstarter you're gonna you have stuff that you're gonna do as part of that. But yeah. this is on your terms, and it's it, the responsibility is the stuff that you choose to put out there versus so, what somebody else puts on you. That's got to feel good. Yeah, I mean it's it's like so. Actually, what I did was I actually wrote a piece. Uh, for creative live that'll probably come out uh, tomorrow or whatever the day after kind of just talking through the whole process of how like the band started and some of the, the thought process behind it i said with this band every, at every junction you know where where you're at, you're at a crossroads we took the hard route you know we took the more difficult path where it was like all right we we wrote these songs and it was just me and ravi i was like what do you want to do i was like let's put a band together because most bands would have they just to these days, they you know if you have one guy or two guys, they just record a demo on their computers and they just put it out. Yeah, right. You know they don't. Yeah, you, you don't, don't need. Don't, you don't need them. You don't need other musicians. You can just uh, fly it in. Amen. And then what they'll do is they'll so they'll put it out and they'll they'll make this like computer record, and then they play live and they're like, all right, we got to figure out how to play the record live. But we we did was. You know, and that's why you have all these bands playing the tracks, and they got mm. all these fucking things that they can't really do in a room. So what we did was we wrote the songs, then put a band together. We like did auditions. This took us like months to actually find the right guys. Then replayed the songs in a room, and then when we recorded, we tried to make the songs in the studio sound like how we sounded live, not like the demos, which is the exact opposite. You know, I think of what what people do because i didn't want it to sound like me so i feel like you know I, I would say the interesting thing about god forbid was not i feel like in in many ways as dallas became less prominent as a songwriter in some aspects the band became a little less interesting because i think the interesting stuff is in the the disagreements and the compromises in that meeting place where everyone's not really happy i mean if it's just me it's not it's it gets boring at least to me you know um and i like having someone you know that everyone who puts a little bit in their creative energy, it amplifies it, you know, you know, to a, to, to another level. So that was really important to me, you know? And then, and then like I said, like we could have, we all, we all need to raise 2,500. You know, the only reason why our goal is 5,000 is because there's so many expenses that go into uh, fulfilling all the rewards. So wow. it's not like a, it's not like a lot of, it's not a, a lot of money. We, we could have raised the money in, in other ways, but we wanted to do a Kickstarter because we wanted to like connect with people. We had to like come out and say, mm-hmm. Hey, get all this with it. And I, and I actually realizing it in hindsight, I'm like, it's, 
it's a kind of, it's kind of a stretch to like no one has really heard this band before a couple weeks ago and then we just come out the gate and it's completely different than my other band and i'm like yo man give me some money <laughs> <laughs> do you yo, want god forbid fans to support this or are you hoping that there's a whole new audience well there's definitely is a whole new audience but i feel it's my duty if people actually were a fan of the band or fan of what i did in the band people who are dot coil fans because i go listen i go to shows and i get it is it's pretty stupid because our band was we did okay but we weren't the biggest band in the world but i get recognized more than way more fame like bands who are playing like i go to shows where dudes are just got off stage and i'm taking pictures and they're looking past this dude i don't get it all these motherfuckers know me (laughs) but for, for whatever reason and years after the band has been has been playing, and years after the band was at its peak, for some reason that stuck with people. But people always ask me, Doc, what are you doing? What are you working on? So I feel like I owe it to people to let them know. At least if I tell them, then they can't say I didn't tell them. You know, they can't say, Oh, you didn't tell. No, I told you, motherfucker, and you didn't. You didn't. You didn't listen, or you didn't support. Or the thing is, I'll say this: if people don't like it, don't support it. Like if you're like, Yo, Doc, this is whack. You're corny. You sold out. You know what I'm saying? Fuck rock and roll. Fuck your face. You know what I'm saying? That is the beautiful thing about Kickstarter is that it is really, you know, it's a it's a vote of confidence with somebody's wallet. Yeah, but I but it's pretty much no one else in the band has like a quote unquote name. You know, I feel like nine times out of ten, like you have something like that uh, good tiger thing where it's all like that is like everyone's from this band, they're from that band, and that community in particular is very internet savvy. It's very mm-hmm true you know they're used to doing and they're like it's part of it they're know, used to paying five bucks on band camp or they're used to yeah, they're, and, they're, they're, yeah. They're, and almost all those bands have built their audiences through social media through internet but it's like like i feel like my fans like my fans whatever or fan, people who are fans of god forbid are like a little bit older a little bit behind the times as far as that stuff so it's like 90 probably 90 percent of the money raised it's really coming from my end of things so it really falls pretty much on me if the, if, it, if this doesn't work yeah you're looking um, to get to like you know people that are to buy your their tickets online for a show let alone uh <laughs> what's yeah, fandango yeah. for a movie i don't know what that's all about whatever yeah and it's 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 pretty it's pretty crazy right now we're like closing on 60 percent, but we only have 12 days left so it's we're actually behind the ball right now if you know if things don't, like you know, I'm, I'm gonna start get, I'm gonna start robbing motherfuckers, and then, <laughs> and, then, and I'm gonna take their money, and then I'm gonna put in the Kickstarter, but then I'll send them. So I'm like, yo, oh, you didn't really rob me? No, I didn't. I just uh, sold you a CD, uh, man. Here, there called you go. aggressive salesmanship. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. That's why you're here. We're gonna put you over the top, man. That's what oh, it's yeah. all about, you know. Oh yeah, they coming, they coming. Uh, oh yeah. See, Doc, I was a fan of God forbid, but. I think that this Do You Know Who I Am song, to me, is extremely exciting because it seems like it's catching a wave that bands like Good Tiger, who you just mentioned, seem to be sort of building. And you've talked about it recently with the idea of post-metal as a movement. Now, I don't know whether you would group Vegas Nerve into post-metal, but I will. And I, I, I think it's it, the timing for this might be fantastic. And for anybody who hasn't heard it yet, they've got to do it because you guys have got 
I mean, you, you personally, as a songwriter, have had years to get the right hooks and the right chorus together. And at least with this song, it sounds like there's a hell of a lot of promise. Not only, uh, uh, or you know, there's there's answer right here, but there's promise in the songs to come as well. Oh, thanks, man. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to. I mean, I, I just I'll I call it like ambient hard rock, um, and I feel like I pro- think I perceive the music as less metal than maybe some other people because on the ep there's one song that's kind of like the most metal song and there's another song that's kind of like somewhere in the middle and this song is kind of to me almost like like some people hear this song they think it's like a radio rock song or something um which i i i definitely i can see where they're coming from but i i don't um totally agree with that and there's another song that's kind of the most mellow but probably the most progressive song uh so you're kind of getting a a wide a wide variety but you know so but actually the the, probably the category if i I want to say that i put in is probably like a band like tool or deftones where it's are those rock bands are they metal bands i don't know maybe a little bit of both but they're like they're almost like rock bands that metal heads like you know yeah then there there there's a level of complexity and um acceptance well acceptance but i'm I'm just talking i'm just talking about the actual music itself Mm, like there's level complexity and there's a a thought process that goes behind it that makes that that doesn't make tool and deftones a regular rock band you know that's why tool is tool and chevelle is chevelle and deftones is deftones and I don't know whoever is ripping off Deftones, but it's not you know I don't know what the, I don't know what the, who the watered down version of Deftones is, but I'm sure we've heard them, and I think that's 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 what 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 the band is, and it's not necessarily about like I said it's, it's not about all right let's go into these songs and try and be this or try and be that. It's just I I think I have a feel for what the band sounds like now, and there's. Like there's certain things where I know that's a Vegas Nerve song. So like we have these four songs because like basically the EP is like four songs and an intro. But it but the songs are kind of long-ish, so it clocks in just like just over 20 minutes. Um, and then we have like four more songs we're working on right now. So it's yeah, it's, I I kind of leave it up to other people to to kind of describe the band. I mean, I don't post metal. It's, it's funny you kind of bring that up. I don't know if you guys want to talk about this now. <laughs> I'm, well, uh, we're starting to get low on time, and I don't know if I can argue with you about it because I'm like, well, you're making a pretty good case for it with Vegas yeah. Nerve. So I'm like, all right, all right, I see it, and then I see, I, then I'm thinking about how it relates to the article that you wrote about post metal. Uh, yeah. when, when you're talking about ba- a band like Baroness, right? And yeah. I think about the, the what's different about a band like that and what they are doing on their new record is is really about the song structure. It's like, screw this particular structure. We're going to do it completely different and still be successful in it and find a find a different path. But it's got elements of all those things that you're talking about. And it's my I think my argument was with the label more than anything else, calling something post metal or post grunge or post punk or post hardcore because we're really post everything at this point. Right. So, no, no we're not. I, I post. I think post is a it's very vague and it basically means that's what I'm talking about. It's vague. It, that's why it shouldn't be a label. <laughs> but it's not. But it, calling it post metal is just saying it in a way that it defines categorization that it's actually a new it's it's like until we 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 know where to put that it's just it's it's still it's not that it's not metal 
there is a there is there's a there's a metallic component to it and there is, i think baroness is perfect for that because they definitely started out more as a metal band yeah and and they got slowly, slowly out of that, but it's still they don't they still sound like the same band, you know. It's not like they completely got away from that, or there's not they're not heavy anymore. There's not fucking cool guitar solos, and there's something about it, um, you know. Like I said, I, when it, when it comes to that that particular piece, like people forget, like a they they look th- look through things through their own prism. And Donor said, I write for VH1, right? <laughs> so people just because. You know who Deaf Heaven is, you know. That's true. That's true. All right, all right. Regular show Metalhead knows, and and this is what what the thing that pissed me off the most. You're like, man, this happened. Was used five years late. I'm not five years late from what? The article wasn't. Have you heard of this new style of music called post metal? That's not what I said. Right. I said is new is post metal the next big thing? Meaning, yeah, these bands bands have been doing shit like this for years and years and years. But what I was saying is, I was putting a spotlight saying, hey, this, there's, this is where a lot of the um, innovation in heavy music is actually happening. And I think one of these bands, or two or three of these bands, could break out and become really important. And like One of these bands could be the next Mastodon. And one of these bands could be the next Dillinger Escape Plan. And that's, that's, what I was, that's what I was saying. It wasn't, hey, I discovered this last week. It's pretty awesome. You know, it's me. I found it. That's all I'm saying. I literally like, five but, times an article. I'm like, if you want to know more about this, check out this website and this website and this magazine because I'm not an expert on this stuff. But I'm just giving you like an overview of a few bands that, you know, I wasn't there to like, this motherfucker, you forgot this. No, motherfucker. Did, did I write a book? Is this in the library? <laughs> the history of post metal? No. This is one little article. The job, my job isn't to write about every single band in, in it. It's just, I'm just highlighting a few. You know, it's a couple ones people know, a couple more obscure ones, and then there's a million more. But it's not, you know, it's not my job to be the arbiter. It's just kind of shine a light on it. Like, I was kind of amazed. I'm like, damn, motherfucker, this shit ain't that deep. Well, what's weird, to, to, what's weird is though is that it really does. If you want to, if you want clickbait, if you want something that people are going to comment on, and you really want to get something going, all you have to do is start talking about classification and how you break down what is what and what equals what. Like somebody called, I was doing it to somebody the other day who was saying I, I forgot which band it was, but they said it was this, and I'm like, that's no, that's not what. It, oh, we were talking about Venom. They're saying Venom is black metal. I'm like, nope, Venom is not black metal. I was like, and they're like, well, wait, no, what about the song Black Metal? I'm like, nope, technically. And, and I'm like, oh, shit, I just did it. I'm, I was like, what am I doing? Why am I? Well, so, I mean, I, I feel like some of these bands, even though they're, they're, they would, might be considered post-metal, at the same time, I feel like they're moving up the tree a little bit. Like, as far as if you're looking at uh, Phylum and, <laughs> like, where, where they would break out, they are a whole nother class versus... And I, you, I guess you could call it post metal, but I, I want a different name for it. It's a, and it feels like just a semantics then, thing, you know. Then come up, it is it is semantic, and it, and it also is a it's up to interpretation, and b the thing we never talk about or understand is that different bands actually can not fall into a multitude of subgenres. Yeah, and so they can be so you can be. You know, like, like I, I think I, I name-dropped um, Dillinger as being post-metal. And it's like, yeah, you can call them post-metal, you can call them prog, you can call them math-core, you can call them noise-core, 
um, you can call them post-hardcore in some, in some, yeah. in some respects. But it does, they're not all wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they're all right. So, like, there's actually, I don't know if you guys saw the Banger, Banger films. They've been doing this series where they're... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Where they did the Metal Evolution yeah, and the Metal yeah. Headbanger's Journey. They had the, the family tree, and they're going back, and they're relitigating some of these uh, subgenres that they yeah. feel either they got wrong at the time or maybe just things have changed and have, have evolved. And they, the one, and they did this great one on, on metalcore, which I think is, was really fascinating because obviously it's something, it's probably a subgenre. I probably have more, I might have more inside knowledge on than yeah. any other, you know, uh, being well, we were one of the bands that kind of, you know, we're one of the, the main influencers, despite motherfuckers not really knowing about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um, or at least being in, in the mix, you know. Um, and, they, and they completely re, uh, you know, recategorize things. You know, you had bands like Machine Head, who, you know, who was originally put as metalcore. And they were like, and people, they literally couldn't figure it out. They're like, oh, they're like, they're groove metal, but they're thrash. And they're also kind of new wave American heavy metal. And they're beyond categorization, you know, mm. and that's and that's okay. But but you know, it's like if I'm writing an article, I'm basically I have to have a theme of the article. I can't just be like, here's the Doc Coyle music article. Well, no, and that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, it's 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 a, it's it's a beautiful subject because that's what I'm saying. It's like it is the one thing that doesn't matter but seems to matter the most. You know, it's it's like such a strange subject because it's like, well, even though like when I break somebody down on what something means or what it is or whatever, and but, you know, and usually it's like you, know, I'm talking to people who have no idea about metal, right? And just trying to explain it on the on the outsides, just to give them a little bit. And but see, I disagree and, with you on that because I I think that what it what he's what, what it really comes down to is post metal comes down to bands that are trying to move the music forward. And that means by blending it with other genres and trying to do new and exciting things and taking some chances with their music and all that sort of thing. And that, I think, is exciting. I think other people are starting to catch on to it. So I think it's a, a really good umbrella for what is going to happen yeah, but yeah, what, I, what I'm saying is nomenclature-wise, though, when you do that, when you start to – when you're going downward – uh, you're, you, it's, it's like it's derivative. So instead of it being derivative, you need to go up the ladder instead of down the ladder. So post metal, it almost tries to take it back to a, okay, this is metal and that's all we're going to call it, but it can't quite go there. You know, and, See, I and, think and you're I, looking at it the know. wrong way. I, I think I I'm, think what, what it's basically doing is by using the word metal, it's basically saying that anything goes. Anything yeah. goes uh, under anything under uh, metal. You can have Mr. Bungle that's tossing a horn section on top of a Judas Priest and then throw it and then, you know, turn it into a, a, a sky and then turn it into, uh, you know, some sort of easy listening thing. And, yeah, that's and not all of it is fair game. And that's <laughs> awesome. You know? Yeah. I, I, I just think it's a it's a blanket term that is it, it just kind of means it's it's something different. It's something new. We haven't figured it out yet. And there's not enough bands in that particular you know little little sector to yeah. come up with it with 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 a new name so it's you know it's i like i said it, it wasn't like i was trying to put these bands in a box i was actually doing quite the op opposite yeah I i'm just i'm literally just like i said i'm every week i have to come up with something so <laughs> i'm just in you know and, and you know that i feel like that particular article like i probably wish i could have 
researched a little more because like i said i i'm not an expert on, on a lot of those bands and like for example a band a lot of people brought up was a uh, cult of luna they're like you should have covered cult of luna i'm like yeah, that's yeah. one of those bands like i've heard them and i've seen the name a million times but i haven't really done like a deep dive uh, and the thing is just you, you know I, but i can't sit around and feel bad about not being omniscient <laughs> about <laughs> about everything i can't you know i can't know everything that and um and no one does, you know. I'm sure, and I'm sure, but I'm sure those people have a, a greater depth of understanding of this. But I think, listen, it is the writers and the self-prescribed kind of historians. You know, listen, someone's gonna, you know, the people write books, and people other people will write books and try and be the historians and say, all right, what class did this band fit in? And and another thing they brought up in that that um, that the banger films metalcore thing was that bands change so a band might start out you know you might listen to a band like paradise lost and their death metal on their first record and by the time the third record they're like gothic rock mm. yeah you know and it's like what, they you drift, know, yeah yeah so how do you you know you you know so so categorization, you yeah yeah i think i think it's a little I, I see what you're saying where it's a little meaningless but at the at the end of the day you kind of have to figure out where does this band fit what is what's what's going on here like i just had this um I wrote like a two thousand piece on two thousand word piece on keyboards in metal. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, damn. Yeah. I didn't it, I didn't mean for it to be that, but it it had to be that because I was like I had to be thorough. Yeah, when you start breaking it down, there, there's a lot of keyboards in metal. Yeah, and there's and um, you know, but but I, I there were there were certain things where I was like, well, this band like I, I had a section in like power metal and progressive. I kind of put them in one category because I'm like. And I realized like there's so many bands that are they're progressive, but they're kind of power metal and they're mm-hmm. they're kind of in between. But like someone's probably gonna get mad at that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they're completely different things. They have different <laughs> themes and progressive. they're power metal. <laughs> it well, and that's a no matter what, it's a fun it actually is kind of a fun argument to have. And you know, I how many times have you been you know, getting drunk with somebody just going bah, 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 you know, trying to figure out what the hell Dragon Force is? <laughs> it's like what what the is that power no it's not power metal no no it's or, no, uh, how is it not power metal? or why no, I'm, dragon just, force I'm just saying why dragon force is uh. <laughs> hey doc so we we interviewed max cavalera a couple weeks ago and I was, I was thinking of you as i'm gazing into his beautiful blue eyes right because uh, uh he's hazel, talking about way, how so you know you know what i'm saying so uh <laughs> <laughs> so and he you know we were talking about how like you know he, he had this fractured relationship with uh igor and then like out of the blue after years and years and years igor calls and he was like you know i i don't know why i didn't make that call i kind of should so i i was thinking of you because i i have no idea wh- where things stand with your brother and you guys had such a similar relationship to what max and igor did but how are things with dallas and and if you know is that is there are there similarities there um no because i mean maybe like right when he first quit the band i don't think we spoke for i don't know three or four months but that's also because he he like quit the band like the day we were leaving for a tour like while we had an argument and literally like fucked us over like we didn't we, we had a tour with lamb of god starting in five days after that and at three shows on our own, we had to play as a four piece and figure out who was going to play guitar for this tour, where the average attendance ended up being 2,900 people. 
So it's one of the biggest tours the band had ever done. And our album had just come out. And, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, and then he was completely in, in, indignant about it. Like he didn't, he had no, there was no sorrow on his, on, on his, his side or, or, mm. you remorse. know, yeah. remorse. Exactly. Um, so, but, you know, and then I, you know, but then I, you know, I heard he was having some tough times with his, with his family at home and some bad things that happened. So I, I reached out and then we, you know, kind of slowly rebuilt the relationship over, you know, the next year or so. Um, but then recently, you know, things have, you know, gone the opposite way, you know, and to be honest, I can't really talk too much about it because it, it's not really my place, um, to really talk about his personal life, um, in this kind of format. But I'll, I'll just say that the, the relationship has deteriorated in the opposite direction and I do not wish it to be that way. I, I wish it could be fine and you know everything would be good and, and we could just be normal people <laughs> that would be nice um but unfortunately it's 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 definitely in a in a bad spot right now mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's it sucks you know he was the are you more like mom and he's more like dad or something like that opposite i'm more like my father and he's like more like my mother oh. da dallas is, is 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 dallas he's gonna do what he wants to do you know and um so how do you get along with your mom um, it's up and down. <laughs> Say we, oh, uh, man. yeah, it's crazy. Man. See, I was hoping you'd be like, Hey, as long as I start with a hug, we're relatively good. Then I'd be like, you know, just start with a hug with Dallas. You'd be good to go. You know, same thing yeah. it works, but the problem is the problem is, you know what I'm saying? Movies don't, you know, life isn't like movies. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, no man, if you just call, like, what's that thing from home alone? Have you thought <laughs> of just about calling, <laughs> calling your, your son? Yeah, right. I've thought about it. But I just never can. So I come here and watch my granddaughter sing. You know what I'm saying? Life ain't, life ain't like movies. I was talking to somebody recently. We were just talking about how sometimes the relationship has to be on the other person's terms. and Otherwise, it's just not going to work. And, but that can be really, really difficult to pull off, especially when there's other shit going on. You know? and, well, well, here's, and, here's the thing. Here's, here's the problem you know, with the narratives that I think maybe through film or TV, you know, where it's like, oh, all our problems can be solved in 22 minutes. And especially when you have, like, nice piano, like, re like resolving piano music. Right. Make, you know, like, you know, Chuck you know, that you, know son, you can talk to me about anything. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but the problem with real life is people, certain people are tortured and certain people have mental problems you know that they, you know they have certain blocks that you know that can truly be destructive you know in and you know emotionally physically verbally um and if you and the problem is you know unfortunately it's kind of like saving a, a drowning person who's wailing and flailing like if, if you try and save them then you might you might drown too you know so you have to be very careful with certain people like you can make efforts but if that person is definitively destructive and in more ways than one you know you're really you know you're, you're fighting against the time you cannot change everyone you know unfortunately you can't you know especially people that don't don't want to change themselves so you know i've structured my life in a way where i really only have people around me that are uh positive influences you know because right. i just don't i just don't think it's productive um because i you know i because i remember living in a, in a time period like where i i lived like in you know 
my parents all, you know, it was like my brother's in the house, my mother and my, my grandmother, and I, you know, but there was, you, you take on other people's chaos, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, I think that can be like, you know, that you, and you, and you notice when you, when you leave chaotic situations and all of a sudden things are quiet and people, oh, and yeah, like, you know, you have like, like, you ever had like a really shitty roommate? Yo, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yo, yeah. We're just like, what the fuck? This shit is crazy. And then all of a sudden you get a really nice roommate. You're like, oh, that wasn't normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, and that, and that goes for any relationship that is that is abnormal, you know? I mean, yeah. family or otherwise. Yeah, but just people you're you're kind of close with and stuck with yeah. in, a, in a tight situation. Like, oh, that that craziness and that negativity and that anger and the loudness and the the abuse, you know, was not that's not the way things don't have to be that way yeah. and in a lot and you know when you when you're growing up you have choices you know and that's and that's kind of i think where I, where i'm at where sometimes you, you know because i think when you're a kid and like you'll see like uh maybe maybe like maybe my father had a you know bad relationship with someone you know maybe you know his, one of his brothers or 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 his, you know my grandmother and you're like why can't they just get along and then you get over oh yeah because probably someone in that is is fucked up <laughs> and do, and is not you know not everyone is magnanimous and not everyone wants to resolve things some people just want to live in the chaos and they want to scratch and claw and tear everything else apart you know they're not peaceful you know and did they your don't, brother they don't. need the structure of the band and once that was gone just couldn't function in in a, in a productive way you could say, you know, being on tour is, is a kind of lack of structure because it's, you know, it's go, 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 right. Well, just if all you have to do is really play, maybe set up some equipment or something and you don't really have to do much else, you know, you know, you might, you could, you could definitely get yourself in, in, in a lot of trouble. So I think, you know, perhaps he just needs some type of structure, whether it's, you know, a family structure or a relationship structure, you know, I don't, I don't really know. Like I said, I can't, I I cannot speak on like I haven't spoken to Dallas in a while. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's up to, um, you know. So I and I so I can't really speak about where where he's at and where you know how he's gotten there and and his his mentality on things, you know. So you know, it's um yeah, it it, w- it wouldn't be my place to be honest. It yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't be right, you know, for me to go into detail. Not not in this format. If, you know, me and yeah. you, if we were talking not off here, I'd probably go into yeah. a little more detail. But for on the record yeah, yeah yeah well just you know just for, for yeah 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 you know it's, it's not it's not really my place i love my brother you know hopefully one day we can uh you know work everything out and and things could be uh you know cheerio i mean it'd be it'd be nice to you know make music again together and do shit like that you know like i'm i was never against things like that you know it's just you know but you need to you need to be in a, in a healthy place at some point there's going to be a god forbid reunion are both of you required to be in that reunion for it to work? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, we did the band for, you know, three years without him. So, you know, four years. So, I mean, as far as so, I'm so only, as far, as far as, as I'm long as you're in, you're good. No, I mean, I, I think, you know, the core, you know, group, group of, of guys, I think makes it God forbid, you know, and I, and I, I say this, you know, if, listen, if I really, you know, wanted to keep God forbid together, you know, like that was I was committed to, but maybe I wasn't happy with this guy in the band. So I'm like, I'm just gonna 
kick, you know, I think we talked about this probably yeah, around. Yeah, 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 about keeping the name, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'd kick that guy out, fucking do, you know, but I just, I I didn't need to do the band that bad. You know, I wasn't like, man, I got these fucking killer riffs, and I'm going to fucking do it, we're going to go play fucking uh, this festival. It's like, well, you know, it's like, listen, we broke up a couple years ago. Ain't no, ain't no one calling, man. We didn't get the, <laughs> we didn't get the, you know, did you hear about like refused and like at the gates, they were offered hundred thousand dollars to play Coachella 10 years in a row. And they said no every year. We ain't getting that call. Like, like people, <laughs> people, you know, be patient, people, doc. Give it time. Yeah, totally. No, no. There was, I'm telling you, listen, maybe, I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but I'm saying there's, there's not this like flood of, overwhelming like because i think for that to happen you actually need new people to discover you you need like a mm. new you need like a new um generation to discover the band and i i swear i, do, I don't see that happening at all i see it happening for other bands in our scene but it, I, but it's not hap- it hasn't happened for for god forbid yet because i think we changed too much from re- from like record to record that in a way we didn't really it wasn't we we were, like we are part of a certain movement. You defied classification, man. That's what happens. Oh, you know, oh so. yeah, yeah. We just got yeah. We were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Even like, Banger can, Film says that. Yeah, like I could see maybe <laughs> um, group of kids, you know, really, you know, maybe rediscovering determination or Gone Forever or something. But I, I, I don't know, man. I, I like for example, this is something that I do. It's really interesting because I'll do these articles where I'm covering like a bunch of different bands. So I like, have to go through Spotify, and when you're going through Spotify, you see all the plays, right? So you, you, it's really interesting to see like a band that broke up four or five years ago and see like what's their most popular stuff. Yeah, because they're not promoting anything. It's only organically what people are are finding and checking out, right? So you look at a band like Throwdown, and you'll see like, damn, this band kind of has a lot of plays of like this like there's a particular album like deathless You're like yeah that's kind of crazy because that album wasn't really didn't do that you know, well yeah people then it didn't get a great reception when it came out but in but people have i feel like the hardcore scene they rediscovered it you know? they hand little but they like they like hand bands out like like converge has a career because every generation of hardcore kids passes the band on to the next group of kids they tell them yeah. yo converge is what's up and you need to listen to them. You know, there's kind of this thing of going back and being kind of, you know, that's why bands like Madball still matter and bands like Sick of It All still matter. And, or like, man, like Bury, like I say, like I'll, I'll say this, I think Bury Your Dead is, is post-career one of the most influential metalcore bands ever. A lot of people don't really, probably don't understand that. But you can see, you go on spot, that band broke up. Like, I mean, they, they've done some shit recently. They put out another record. But in that time they broke up, they put out this record, called it uh it's nothing personal um which is like their most commercial record it almost sounds like slipknot meets seven dust right and people shat on it when it came out you know and the band like broke up they're on a hiatus whatever but now you look at there's like some of those songs like a million plays on on spotify like there's an, mm-hmm. an audience found them after the fact you know but that doesn't have what god forbid like our song like it's it's pretty crazy you know like be patient well, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, well, because it's also about like the generation that you're talking about where they grew up with that particular record. Then they have the uh, the means to go back and do Spotify where you're talking about, you know, a little bit older crowd was like Spotify. 
Oh, where's my CD, man? Let me put my CDs out and see what I yeah, got here. Is, I don't. Here's the thing: is I don't care. That's the best part about quitting the band is you yeah. you actually extricate yourself from that like thing of like thinking about it, needing needing people to like you to yeah. like because like you know I, like I'm thinking about writing this article called "Do People Care." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like think about it. All these wait till bands. after you finish the Kickstarter to write that one, dude. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, totally. like you might you might want to wait just a little bit before you put it, or you make sure you have a, a lot of links to it in there. No, no, no. This can have be, a little perspective. But it's like no. But think about all these like you know you'll you'll like a cool band and then you're like. They'll, they'll have like a song and they'll have like, you know, a thousand views on YouTube. And you're like, what? This is fucking awesome. Everyone should like this, right? Yeah. But it's like, but then like, you know, some band like, you know, whatever, goofy motherfuckers doing like dubstep core or something and they have like five million hits or something. And it's like, but the idea is like, do, do people care? You know, and you're in this thing of like fighting against like, I'm going to make people like me. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go, we're going to work hard and people are going to, respect what we do and they're gonna you know it's like that shit's exhausting man mm. it's like sometimes people well, Doc, care, you know, sometimes they don't you know and i you know, like vegas nerve man oh. i like this song i like what you're trying to do i've been waiting for it for a while i'm excited about it i'm i'm putting my money where my mouth is and i hope everybody else does too yeah tell me you know, i'm gonna tell you man, I'm, t- I'm gonna start barking at motherfuckers like, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> need some money man <laughs> you know no i'm i'm actually i'm you know, i'm working as as hard on this as I, as I have anything else you know really leaving no rock unturned and i'm, I'm reaching out to people and and really you know like my heart you know, i wouldn't be doing this much work if my heart really wasn't into it so um i, I really do hope people like it but like i said if, if you if you don't like it do not worry about supporting if you are broke like some people are like man i got nine kids and all i got <laughs> Is some Kleenex um, and a banana uh, for all my nine children, uh, and I can't. I would, I would sell one of my children to support the Kickstarter, but I, you know, but that I like that one, so I'm not going to do that. It's like, yo, man, calm down. <laughs> but but like, it's what, not like your lowest level support is twenty bucks. It's what six, six dollars? Yeah, six yeah. bucks. Yeah, but people listen. People are fucking weird. Like <laughs> they are. You know, I mean, listen, and this, see, I, and if I get too weird at this, then I could become a hypocrite too. Cause I, cause I've, I've often, I've, I've said this thing, I use this line, I was like, you see bands bitch at people because they're like, they're like, you have no problem spending $5 on a cup of coffee, but you won't buy my album. And I was just like, yo, man, coffee's good, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, have you had coffee? It's fucking delicious and it's a drug. <laughs> all right. Can you make me addicted to your album? Probably not, uh, but um, you know, and that's basically what it is. But you know, people have to, you know, it's you know, I'm I'm not a salesman. You know, I've never that's never been me. So I don't maybe, perhaps I don't understand the the psychology behind why certain people buy or not buy or or whatever. But um, but I hope people you know kind of get the passion behind the band. And um, you know, at the end of the day, I think you know they. People, hey, they gotta like what we're doing musically, even though they were only hearing one song. And you know, it's they, you know, they got, they get. I'm, I just gotta reach out, man. Hope these motherfuckers like it. I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm gonna do everything I can, everything in my power to make it, make it work. You know, and I can, I can say, I did it. Every time that I work for you, you're
dude, always fun talking to Doc, man. <laughs> it's just a damn good time, man. We, we get, he's the best. He's a rock star. And it's so hard to like stop talking to him, me too. I mean, that's like the, <laughs> the that's the hardest part. Like we just we go on forever. I hope he comes to South by Southwest and hangs out with us because I mean it would be like. Well, the only problem with that is it would be like a day of South by Southwest, I think, would be hanging out with them. Yeah, that's uh, probably true. Uh, Metal Sex Podcast brought to you uh, this week by uh, Creative Live. Uh, if you want to learn how to record music, uh, our friends at Creative Live have got classes on everything, man. Mixing, mastering, uh, engineering, taught by all the people that you love, man. I mean, it's like unbelievable the staff that they've got. I mean, this one that's coming up with Kurt Ballou is going to be amazing. But uh, head over to creativelive.com slash audio if you want to learn more, watch some free previews of the stuff that they got. Fix It in the Mix is going to go the 24th of November. So if you want to check that out, Kurt Ballou is going to be teaching you how to fix your ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and a word out, man, to, to just I, I look, when I... <laughs> When I arrived here in Dublin, I was shocked at the number of listeners that we have all the way across the world to hear right from the states yeah and who reached out and said hey you know uh we you know let's hang out whatever and i met up with a few when i went and saw uh the chris adler doubleheader uh with lamb of god and megadeth the other night and uh so you know uh, uh you know big big ups to steve and his girlfriend but um you know i it reminds me that although they're french there probably are some some listeners of our podcast in france and uh you know i if you are a friend of or a relative of one of the victims of this awful awful attack uh you know just please know that we uh send our our deepest regrets and condolences to to what you're going through this is just it's just awful news totally i mean it's a, it's just such a such an a, extensive tragedy i mean it's a you know we think about it we try to we you know we try to put it in terms of music or this or that or whatever but i mean in the end it's all about a human a human tragedy and that's just the worst man you know and it, it's it's and, and there's no good explanation there's no good like way to kind of rationalize it you know and i think a lot of people that's exactly what they're trying what you try to do at this point and put it in your head and rationalize it and it's like uh, you just gotta it sucks but you just gotta accept it you know and yeah. and i feel definitely feel for the victims and and all of their families so yes definitely our deepest uh deepest deepest condolences uh to all those in france who lost their lives in this past week uh, and be very, very careful, careful going forward. And and hopefully, oh, this is like the safest time out there, man. This <sighs> is the safest time because now everybody goes into hyper vigilant move mode. You, you know, you should be out and about. It's it's just like nine Manhattan after nine eleven, man. You couldn't be more safe. It was inspiring to see that crowd that was in uh, that was in Paris uh, with that that. Uh, we're not afraid sign or uh, th that was just yeah. a mm -hmm. beautiful showing of uh, a solidarity, which was really kick ass. So yeah, uh, yeah. Have dope. I'll tell you what, man. All right. So <clears throat> I got to stop being sad and we got to wrap this, <laughs> wrap this damn podcast up. All right. Make sure that you are yeah. uh, following us on iTunes. Just search metal sucks podcast. You will find us and uh, you can check out all of the past episodes. If you are a subscriber, you can also check us out at metal sucks.net on the podcast tab. Just scroll all the way down to all the way down to number one. There's a ton of podcasts that you can uh, check out. So make sure that you are checking out those old ones. There's some pretty, uh, if I do say it myself, uh, a couple of decent interviews in there, one or two. Uh, so you might check those out as well as uh, you can find us on social media. I am at bearded ape. Follow Chuck at Bearded Ape, people, and follow him at No Control Radio, people. 
you can fight you can see the picture of this beard you that and that's like the motivator <laughs> if you really want to see what this beard looks like at bearded ape and of course and at godless speaks godless speaks on facebook spotify a dozen other places send messages to both of us we'll be uh uh, we're probably both of us are probably going to be pretty active on the social networks this week. So, uh, you know, go, come, come, come. And also, of course, if you want to support us, patreon.com slash Chuck and Godless or Chuck You can also find us there and support us that way. So make sure you hook it up and don't forget, you know, if you want to help our friend Doc Coyle out, his Kickstarter ends in just a couple of days. So I want to slide over, search that Vegas nerve and, uh, maybe support him as well. So. I want to hear the rest of that material, so please, right, everybody uh, else, join me in supporting Vegas Nerve. So, till next week, I am Chuck. I am Godless. And this is another episode of the Metal Sucks Podcast. Listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.